Hey, good evening. We are up to the second part of infusing Kedusha into the home. And the title of tonight's shir is Radical Exclusivity. Very exclusive shir tonight, only uh, by invite. <clears throat> so just quickly, let's remind ourselves what we, uh, we set up last time. Our working definition of Kedusha is wholeness, right? Not just holy or sanctified or revered, but Kedusha is the opposite of Chilul. Chilul is void, emptiness, and Kedusha is the, the, the fullness, the richness, godliness. What's the starting point? Do we start off assuming there's emptiness and our job is to fill the void with Kedusha? Or is the assumption everything has Kedusha and our job is to cultivate it? Obviously, we said it's the latter. Everything in the universe has godliness to it. How can we extract it? How can we derive it? How can we see it? That's the, uh, the goal or that's the struggle of tapping into Kedusha. What I'd like to point out is if you look at the famous Rashi and Ramban, they don't seem to be saying this. We have a mitzvah min ha-Torah kedoshim to you that we're commanded to be holy people. So the way that we would have explained that if we were Rashi, we would have said, you're commanded to be human beings who are seeing the godliness in everything, who are experiencing the, the wholeness of the moment. But that's not what Rashi says. Rashi says, Kedoshim to you, you shall be holy. Havi prushim mina rayos and Rashi seems to be defining the mitzvah of Kedoshim to you that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us we should be separated from forbidden relationships and from sin. Kedoshim to you, prushim to you. The Ramban, famously, when he elaborates on this idea, he says all throughout Chazal, when we find the term or the concept of Kedusha, usually the intent is, that we should be prushim. We should be separated, removed from the physicality. That's the definition of Kedusha. Now we know that it's possible to be a novel b'rishus Torah, very harsh line from the Ramban. I might not be in violation of any of the official uh, isurim that the Torah sets forth, but it's possible to be just a disgusting person. I could be a novel brishus Torah, and therefore the Torah here is telling us, Kedoshim to you, refrain from, from excessive indulgence in the world around you, even though it may be permissible. Purushim to you, Purushim min hamosros, remove yourself, separate yourself from too much Gashmias. That seems to be the working definition of Kedusha, based on Rashi and the Ramban. Now, what's the connection 
between us, Klal Yisrael, as a nation or as individuals, becoming more Kadosh, and emulating HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who is Kadosh. What's that thread? The Kedusha of humanity that we're striving to achieve, and the Kedusha of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Malbim beautifully explains, based on this, this premise that we see from Rashi and the Ramban, that Kedusha has the connotation of separation, of pulling ourselves back from Gashmias. Says the Malbim, HaKedusha hi haprishus, but not just separating ourselves, nasus, but also uplifting ourselves, raising ourselves up, mikol from all that which is physical, from that which is natural. And we're pulling ourselves in the direction of that which is spiritual and godly, which is uplifted, and above the mundane. And in this sense, we're similar to the infinite creator of the universe. Whenever we have a reference of God being holy, that means that just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not trapped within the dimensions of time and space, but obviously Hashem is beyond everything, when we elevate ourselves from our own teva, when we rise above the, the, the chomer, the physicality, in that sense, the precious and the hisnasus, the separation and the transcendence, we're emulating the divine. And that's the explanation of the Malbim, but it all seems to be along the same basic theme. Does this have anything to do with what we discussed last time? Kedusha being the opposite of, of Chilul, Kedusha's wholeness and richness and godliness. Here the focus seems to be separating ourselves from physicality. What's the first place in Tanakh we have the concept of Kedusha mentioned? Now you're cheating because you're looking at the top of page two. But what would you have said? Shabbos, probably. Right? Hashem blessed the seventh day. And normally translated, Hashem sanctified, was Mekadeshit. So what is the bracha and what is the kedusha that Hashem infused into Yom Hashvi, the seventh day? So Rashi tells us, they're both a reference to the man. The bracha is barcho b'man, that Hashem will give us more man. Bracha always has a connotation of shefa, of abundance. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a double portion Friday to have for Shabbos, that's the bracha. And then the Kidsho Baman, but we were also sanctified, or Shabbos was sanctified with the Man, Shaloyorid Klal Bishabbos, because the Man did not fall at all on Shabbos. So the Bracha is abundance, Shefa, more than usual, 
And Kedusha is what? A cessation, right? Lacking. We're not getting Mun today. That's Kedusha. The Ibn Ezra explains in a similar vein, The Kedusha of Shabbos is that we refrain from doing Melacha. So whether V'yakadesh is a reference to the Mun, or it's alluding to the prohibition against doing Melacha, either way, this seems to fit very well with the basic definition that Rashi and the Ramban and the Malbim shared with us. Kedusha is precious, separating from a removal that, that almost seems to be the opposite of shleimus, of wholeness, of richness. There are so many examples, we're not going to go through all of them, but some of the most powerful examples, Shabbos, right before Matan Torah is another one. The instructions that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to Moshe to share with Klal Yisrael before Matan Torah was what? And sanctify them. In what way? What did that mean, practically speaking? The Gemara and Shabbos explains. That's referring to a separation between husband and wife. A separation between husband and wife getting ready for that moment of Matan Torah. So how do we bridge the gap between all of these indications pointing us in the direction that Kedusha is precious, is, is removing ourselves from or separating or holding back? How does that fit with Kedusha being wholeness and richness and, and the vitality of godliness? We appreciate the question. Let's do an experiment for a moment. Think of your favorite song. Favorite song in the whole entire world. And start humming it to yourself very quietly. Very quietly. Okay. Now, transition from humming it to singing it only in your mind without verbalizing or humming anything whatsoever. It's really not that easy to do. So here's the experiment. Close your eyes right now. Don't look at what I'm about to take out of the bima. Close your eyes. Try singing that song in your head without any words. And tell me how easy it is to do. Okay, go. Keep on doing it. Just think about it. Was it harder or easier when I started playing the tambourine? <laughs> right? So re- research has shown that when someone plays a tambourine while you're trying to think mentally of your favorite song, it makes it more difficult. All right? <laughs> A study out of Harvard recently came to that same conclusion. So if if you had to guess, why is that the case? 
Obviously, the answer is because there's background noise and you're singing a different song, somewhat obnoxiously, while I'm trying to hum in my head my favorite song. That's very difficult to do. How can I enjoy the music? I first have to find the environment, even if that environment is within myself, where the background noise and the clutter and the guy playing the tambourine is not going to bother me and not going to distract me. I have to remove myself, not necessarily physically, but I have to remove myself psychologically or mentally from that other noise in order to focus on the song that I love singing. So there needs to be a precious, there needs to be a separation in order to cultivate that real devakis, hanefish, the connection with the music. What line does the chassan say to the kala as they're standing under the chuppah? I do. <laughs> the other one, right? As he's about to put on the ring, what does he say? Hare at mikudesh isli. You are betrothed to me. Hare ad mikudeshesli. Shatovu Mitzlachas, February 21st. Very exciting. <coughs> so Tosfos explains this language of Hare ad mikudeshesli. He says, Kolomar, what it means to say, where the Chassan turns to the Kala and says, Lios li mikudeshes le'olam bishvili. Just like if one was going to be Makdish, give something to Hegdish, to the base of Migdash, to make it miyuchad, lios l'shemayim, to be specified and, and singled out to be for the sake of Shemayim. The same thing is true when the chassan turns to the Kaal and says, Hare'at mikudeshes li. The implication here is, Miyuchedisli, we are, we are singled out for each other. Mizumenisli, you have been prepared for me. So at the same time, there's this creation of a magical, supernatural bond between Chassan and Kala. We also have this radical exclusion. Namely, as I'm saying Hareyad Mikudeshis Li, I am basically making it that everyone else is off limits. Now it's just me and you. Nobody else exists in our world on this level, on this plane. So the Kedushin is accomplishing the exclusion of others, and at the same time, it's creating this bond of what we might call Kedusha. I'm only focused on you now because there's nothing else in the world that exists on this same wavelength. In order to have real wholeness and richness and the vacus of Kedusha, there needs to be a separation from everything else. What is the first Pasuk we have in the Torah that speaks about the relationship between husband and wife? As to what should it be in the future? 
Al Kain Yosavish es Ovi ves Imo. Therefore declares the Kodesh Baruch Hu, every man shall leave his father and mother, vedovak beishto, and he should cling to his wife, vahayu lebosser echad, becoming unified, becoming one entity. In order to have vedovak beishto, vahayu lebosser echad, to have this union, which comes through that the marriage, there has to be some level of aziva. That person has to make the conscious choice proactively to leave home. Maybe at 37, 38. <laughs> but at some point in time, he has to leave home in order to achieve devekis had nefesh, real connection. There needs to be a prisha, there needs to be a separation from other things. So, in the most vague and conceptual sense, what we're discovering tonight is that Kedusha really has two components to it. The first step is the Prisha, the exclusion, where it's just me and you. Who are we? Either husband and wife, the human being in a Kadosh Baruch Hu. If it's a parent and child, there's a relationship that's unique, that's miyuchedis, that's, that's mizumenis, and there's nothing else that exists on this level. Once you have a prisha, once you have that separation, once you get rid of the tambourine and you don't have that obnoxious noise going on, so then you could have the wholeness and the serenity and the amkus, the depth of what Kedusha is really all about, which is the opposite of chilu. I saw not long ago, there's a beautiful sefer, Mishkan Yisrael, speaks about different ideas within a marriage and a husband and wife, there are many haskamas to the Sefer. One haskama that was written by Rev. Moshe Shapiro, Zechat Tzadik Levracha, he has one line where he really captures the essence of what Kedusha is. Ki'im b'tchila ola al hadas we would assume, without really delving into it, ki kedusha perusha prishrus kulo l'shem kedusha. We assume that the idea of sanctity of kedusha is separation for what purpose? Because being separate means I'm, I'm holy. I'm no longer in that same obsessive mode with, with physicality. I'm not indulging anymore. That by itself, though, does not make you holy. That paves the way for Kedusha. Hiskil Medivir Rabbeinu, but explains in Moshe Shapiro, we learn from the words of our rabbis. Ki Kedusha zu pirusha leman simchas kesher haishus, simchas ish beishto. The Kedusha, and he's talking about obviously in the context of marriage, but it's true throughout the entire realm of, of, of spirituality. Kedusha is not separating for the sake of being separate, for the sake of being isolated, and therefore I'm no longer trapped by my taivas. That's the first step. Gandhi, he's known as a very holy person. He wasn't that holy if you read some of his writings. But the fact that he fasted 
and he was very skinny and scrawny and weak, and he didn't even wear shoes. <laughs> and he never even wore a jacket. He, we walked around with a, 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 a sheet, right? Oh, kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. That doesn't make you holy. That makes you frail. Right? That makes you that when we're choosing teams for soccer, you're going to be the last guy I choose because I want someone who wears shoes and could run fast. Gandhi wasn't holy. The whole notion of trying to pull ourselves away from the noise and the clutter and the confusion and the distractions of this world is because then we have a fighting chance at achieving real Kedusha. The Kedusha we're striving for in a marriage, writes Rabbi Moshe Shapiro, is to be separated from everything else in order to have a devekis between us. The Kedusha we're striving for in our Vodas Hashem is to get to a point where all of the other narishkeit, the things of the world that I could spend so much time and effort and emotional energy on, that really have zero meaning to me, I could put that aside. There's a precious and there's a hisnasus. I could rise above that. Then there could be a real relationship between myself and the Kaddish Baruch Hu. The morning before Shachris officially begins, we have something called Psukar Zimra. What is the definition of Psukar Zimra? Psuke, verses of Zimra, usually translated as, as song or praise. Now, it's interesting, it's not psuke de shiro. What's unique about the word zimra in contrast to shiro? Psuke de zimra. So many of the, we have going back hundreds of years, in the svarim of Machshava and Musar, they explain the word zimra comes from the same word as to, to cut or to prune, Right? You want to prune your, all the, the vines that are a little bit you know, withering and they're dying. What's the point of cutting those away? In order to have the ikr hapri, the main part of the, of the fruit, grow in a more healthy and vibrant way. So psuka de zimra is not only verses of song, but the goal of that, call it 15 minutes of davening, if we're lucky, right? 15 minutes. Psukkah Zimra, verses of song where I'm trying to prune away what? The distractions, right? The Bilbul Hadas, in order to get to a place where I could really concentrate and be merakes and, 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 and gather and center my machshava to actually speaking directly with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Psuka de Zimra. Even when the Shulchan Aruch speaks about davening, and we're not going to delve into this now, Mr. Shem will have a, a different discussion on the, the mechanics of tefillah. But when the Shulchan Aruch speaks about the ideal state of mind when one is davening, the Mechaber writes, Hamispalel Tzarech Shechabin Bolivo, Perish Hamilos. We have to try to think of the words that we're saying as they come out of our mouth. We should try to envision that we're standing in front of the infinite Shekhinah, 
V'yasr kol ha-machshavos ha-trudos oso. But the only way to do this is by proactively trying to remove a lot of those thoughts that are distracting me. And this is quoting the Mishnah and Brachos. V'kachayu osim chasidim v'anshe maisa. The ancients, those who devoted their life to Avodas Hashem, what did they do? Shehayu misbodedim. They would sit in some level of hisbodedus, of isolation. For what purpose? Because that was their precious. They might have all been together in the same room, but there is a precious of the mind separating everything else and pushing it aside in order to have that pure, pristine kavana in their tefillah. That's why the Ramah actually adds that before we daven, we should try to stop thinking about any physical pleasure that could get in the way of our concentration. Ever daven when there's cholent in the background? Right? Sometimes there's shul, Shabbos morning, you can mamish smell the cholent. It definitely enhances the whole environment, but it makes tefillah a little bit more difficult. <clears throat> Exclusivity and separation are key ingredients to cultivating Kedusha. Not about creating Kedusha, but it's about opening our eyes to the reality of Kedusha, of godliness all around us and within us. But if we're too muvalbal, we're too mixed around with everything else going on, without that precious, without that radical exclusion to what I'm focusing on, Kedusha is really not possible to attain. Once we have something that's meaningful, in order to enhance it and to cherish it and to respect that which is Kadosh, there needs to be a need for further exclusion and separation. Sharing the moment with too many others can cheapen the moment. Right? This is obviously, you know, we turn uh, right to the idea of uh, the cell phone and Facebook and our status on WhatsApp. So many things where we're constantly motivated to make sure as many people as possible know what I'm doing now. And it's coming from a wonderful, healthy source, in a sense. I, I want to share my life with family and friends, and that could be beautiful. But it could also take away the privacy, the, the solitude of the moment. You know, so often we speak about trying to have quality time. Quality time with the spouse, with a child. Quality time, however you define that, it's based on a premise that if I really care for you and love you, and you really care for me and love me, then spending time together is, is needed for our relationship, and it will enhance the relationship. If the time I'm spending with you I have my mind and other things because there's a lot of stress and anxiety and responsibilities that take me away from this engagement. It's not quality time. I'm cheapening the moment because I can't be focused on the moment. I can't have the, the proper precious to be able to be zoned in and therefore we can't achieve Kedusha. <clears throat> 
the uh, Medrash Rabbah said that initially HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to all of Klal Yisrael in different places. By the Yamsuf, during Maimed uh, Harsinai, it was at Harsinai. Once we received the Torah at that point, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, it's no longer appropriate for me to communicate with you in, in a public forum. And therefore, I'm giving you now the commandment, build me a Mishkan, and inside the confines of the Mishkan, within that realm of Kedusha and Tahara, I'm going to speak to you there. It's a lack of dignity for you having a conversation in the middle of the street, even with me. The marshal that the Medish Rabbah shares with us is a marshal of a father who was very wealthy, and he had a lot of different people working for him, and when his daughter was growing up, he would have conversations with her, he would play with her outside and push her on the swing, but then as she got a little bit older and she was more mature, he said, from now on, I want to make for us a, a special room, a conference room, and we're going to be able to have our conversations there. Because I feel if we continue having any dialogue in public, in front of everybody, it cheapens the relationship. Because it takes away from that healthy exclusion. So much of Kedusha is predicated upon the idea that we want to prune out other things so I could be solely focused on my tefillah, solely focused on this bracha, solely focused on you and looking into your eyes and listening and hearing what you have to say, connecting with you. That's where the Kedusha really comes in. So for this week, what I'd like to suggest as an exercise to try to put this into practice, try at least once a day to proactively do something. It could be bein odem lamakom, a bracha, a tefillah, something I'm learning, just appreciating the world around me. It could be bein odem lechavero, between me and my spouse, me and my friend, me and my sibling, where I try to go through both of these steps in my head. Precious, separation, to remove conceptually, everything else that may be there taking up my, my, uh, my mind and my focus. And then the second step is proactively being one with you, being one with the moment. And that, that pleasure that we could derive from putting both of those things into play, the precious and then the richness of that experience, that pleasure will give us a little bit of a taste of what Kedusha really is. Okay? Shkoyach.